Chapter Two of Lancashire Characters and Places by Thomas Newbigging. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Last of the Ale Tasters. He was a man, take him for all in all. I shall not look upon his like again. Hamlet. The office of ale taster or ale conner, as is well known, is a very ancient one, extending as far back as Saxon times. Doubtless it had its origin with that shrewd, frugal, calculating, paunch-loving people. There is nothing of the Celtic or devil-may-care element in its character. The Celt, to this day, is too spiritualistic, too precipitate, too mercurial to cater largely for the stomach. The Saxon is of the earth, earthy. It was the business of those who filled the post to ensure that the ale or beer brewed and sold or offered for sale within their district was good and wholesome and of the proper strength. Clearly the office was considered one of much importance in early times. The responsibility was great and the confidence reposed in the judgment and honesty of the officer equally so. He appears to have depended chiefly, if not solely, on his fine critical taste for enabling him to decide on the quality of the beverage. Before the authorities, his evidence, as against the offender, was unquestioned. The appointment of ale-taster took place annually, along with those of the Grieve or Reeve, Moore and Hedgelucker, Hayward, Bellman and Officer for the Assize of Bread, at the Halmut Court of the Lord of the Honour or Manor. The oath taken by the ale-taster on assuming his duties was as follows. You shall swear that you shall well and truly serve the King's Majesty and the Lord of this Leet in the office of ale-taster. You shall have diligent care during the time of your being in office to all the brewers and tipplers within your office, that they and every one of them do make good and wholesome ale and beer for man's body, and that the same be not sold before it be assayed by you, and then to be sold according to the prices limited and appointed by the king's justices of the peace. And all faults committed or done by the brewers or tipplers, or by any of them, you shall make known and present the same at this court, whereby due punishment may be inflicted upon them for their offences accordingly. And in every other thing you shall well and truly behave yourself in the said office for this year to come, so help you God. In the early days the punishment for brewing and publicly exhibiting bad ale was either a fine or a two-hours seat upon the cooking or cook-stool before the culprit's own door, the drink, if pronounced by a discriminating judge to be undrinkable, being handed over to the poor folk. The late Richard Taylor of Bacup, the Rossendale ale-taster, may with propriety be described as the last of the ale-tasters. As such he deserves a word of commemoration, Spindle Dick he was usually called. The writer knew him personally, and had many a confab with him. Dick and his idiosyncrasies are referred to in the history of Rossendale. Since that work was written, poor Dick has gone to render his account to a higher court than that of the Lord of the Honour. He was a fellow of infinite humour, not wanting in sound judgment, but with that kind of twist in his nature that never would allow him for two minutes at a spell to treat any subject in a serious mood. His proper calling was that of a spindle-maker, hence his sobriquet of Spindle Dick, a rare workman at his trade when he chose, and in his sober hours. 
in his hands there was nothing incongruous or far-fetched in the office of ale-taster its duties encrusted with the antiquity of centuries came as naturally to him as though he had been living in the time of the heptarchy and was to the manner born the incongruity was when he forsook as he occasionally did his ale-tasting labours and applied himself assiduously to his business of spindle-making poor dick taylor i always felt grateful to his personality and to the humour which girt him round he was a link that bound us to the past a kind of embodied poetical idea in keeping with the ancient forest and its traditions i have more than half a suspicion that he must have been lying dormant for centuries in the muniment room of clitheroe castle and like rip van winkle awoke at late to resume his interrupted duties i never conversed with him without being carried in imagination back to bygone times and on such occasions it was with a half resentful feeling of annoyance that the proximity of a later shall we be justified in saying a higher civilization in the guise of a smoky factory chimney dispelled the illusion after all it is only in a district like rossendale that such an interesting relic of the olden time could have survived to me when i first knew them the old people of rossendale always seemed to differ in many respects from the people of other districts this was not due to any single cause there was a variety of circumstances which contributed to the result but the chief cause in my opinion is to be found in the natural character and formation of the district by reason of its hills and wide-reaching moorlands that environ it on every side it was in the earlier days before the advent of the railway removed to a large extent from contact with the outer world and the changing fashions and tendencies of wider social conditions the older representatives of whom i speak are fast dying out and the younger generation has lost or is losing the distinguishing characteristics of the race at one time in his career dick kept a beer-house the sign over the door being a representation of the globe with the head and shoulders of a man protruding through it and underneath it the legend help me through this world by way of counteracting any bad moral effects that arose from his vending of beer on weekdays he taught a bible class in a room over the beer shop on sundays he christened one of his sons gentleman gentleman taylor being determined as he said to have one gentleman in the family whatever else when in discharge of the functions of his curious calling of ale-taster dick carried in his coat pocket a pewter gill measure of his own fashioning of peculiar old-world shape with a turned ebony wood handle in the form of a cross that projected straight from the middle of the side this symbol of his office was secured by a leathern thong about half a yard in length one end being round the handle the other through a buttonhole in his coat after a day's official work he might occasionally be seen with unsteady gait wending his way up the lane to his domicile on the hillside with the gill measure dangling below his knee not unfrequently he had to appear before the bench for being drunk and incapable and though he was sometimes mulcted in five shillings and costs as often as not some smart sally of wit won the admiration and sympathy of the great unpaid who let him down as softly as their sense of duty would permit dick on those occasions would declare that it was his legs only and not his head that was drunk which i am inclined to believe was true he would also assert that 
Like a barrel, he was easily upset when only partially filled, but when full to the bung and end up, he was steady as a rock. As a matter of fact, however, he was not a heavy drinker, whatever his detractors may say to the contrary. His centre of gravity was displaced by a very limited supply of the beverage. Regularly as the month of October came round, Dick put in an appearance at the Halmot Court of the Lord of the Manor or Honour, held at Haslingdon, was reinstalled in his office with due formality, and dined with the other officials of the court when the formal business was concluded. The following, from the history of the Forest of Rossendale, is a copy of a memorial presented by him in October 1864 to the court leet. It contains some touches of dry humour, highly characteristic of the man. To the foreman and jury of the Halmot Court at Haslingdon, the respectful memorial of your energetic ale-taster for Rossendale, Richard Taylor. Gentlemen, from a natural bashfulness and being unaccustomed to public speaking, which my friends tell me is a very fortunate circumstance, I am induced to lay my claims before your honourable court in writing, hoping you will give them your most favourable consideration. The appointment which I hold is a very ancient one, dating, as you are aware, from the time of good King Alfred, when the jury at the court leet appointed their head boroughs, tithing man, burse holder, and ale taster, which appointments were again regulated in the time of Edward the Third, and through neglect this important office to a beer-imbibing population ought not to be suffered to fall into disrepute or oblivion. In Rossendale there are countless numbers of practical followers of the school, to which that illustrious Dutchman, Minheer van Dunk, belonged, and while they imbibe less brandy, they make up for it in beer. To some Rossendale men, indeed, beer is meat, drink, washing and lodging, and do away with the office of ale-taster, an inferior quality of the beverage may be sold, and the consequent waste of tissue among the working classes would be something awful to contemplate. Your honourable court, then, cannot but perceive the vast importance of my office. With the spread of intelligence in Rossendale, there has been a proportionate increase of licensed public houses and beer-houses, which has created a corresponding amount of responsibility in my duties. At the time when Rossendale was in reality a forest, and a squirrel could jump from one tree to another, from Sharniford to Rottenstall, without touching the ground, the office of ale-taster was no doubt a sinecure. For three years I have upheld the dignity of your honourable court as ale-taster, without emolument, stipend, fee, or perquisite of any kind. I have even been dragged before a subordinate court and fined five shillings and costs, whilst fulfilling the duties of my office. My great services should receive some slight acknowledgement at your hands, and thus would be secured the upright discharge of those duties you expect me to fulfil, and my imperial jill measure which I carry along with me as my baton of office, should bear the seal of your honourable court. Praying for your kind consideration, I beg to submit this my third annual report. In my district are fifty-five licensed public houses, and sixty-five beer-houses. The quality of the beer retailed at these houses is generally good, and calculated to prevent the deterioration of tissue, and I do not detect any sight of adulteration. 
the only complaint i have to make is of the quality of the ales sold at newchurch during the week in which kirk fair is held they are not then quite up to the mark in point of strength and flavour but this is a speciality and it is the only speciality that i feel bound to comment upon excepting that which immediately concerns your obedient servant richard taylor ale-taster for that part of her majesty's dominions known as rossendale on a later occasion mr taylor sent in his resignation to the court as follows to the foreman and jury of the halmot court at haslingdon gentlemen i respectfully but firmly tender my resignation as ale-taster of the forest an office which i have held for seven years without any salary or fee of any description during that period i have done my duty both to his grace the duke of buccleuch and to the inhabitants generally footnote his grace the duke of buccleuch is lord of the honour of clitheroe of which the forest of rossendale constitutes a part End of footnote. from feelings of humanity i refrain from suggesting any one as my successor for unless he possesses an iron constitution if he does his duty to the appointment he will either be a dead man before the next court day or he will have to retire with a shattered constitution the court however declined to entertain mr taylor's petition and reappointed him to the office he had so long filled with so much credit to himself though with very questionable benefit and to the advantage of the many thirsty souls within his jurisdiction notwithstanding the remark at the opening of the petition dick as a matter of fact was not altogether unused to public speaking at town's meetings he frequently held forth and his rising was always welcomed as the signal for some sensible as well as humorous and sarcastic remarks the reference to kirk fair and to the quality of the ale sold there on those occasions will be appreciated i do not know what the fair may be now but within my recollection the streets of the village for three successive days were thronged with a surging mass of people on pleasure bent as many of these came long distances in the heat of summer with their parched throats and high spirits they were naturally less critical of the quality of their drink than at ordinary times and the publicans with what amount of truth beyond the declaration of the official ale-taster i am not prepared to vouch were suspected of taking advantage of the circumstances to thin down their ales the post of ale-taster though still nominally maintained is in reality obsolete and could not be revived even in out-of-the-way places without committing an anachronism even in dick taylor's day the office was looked upon as belonging to the past a relic of a bygone age in which a different social system to the present prevailed it belonged to the days of stocks and pillories of ducking and cooking stools and scolds bridles of sluggard wakeners and dog whippers tempora mutantur it needed a genial humorist to assume the duties of the office in this latter half of the nineteenth century and a vulgar imitator would find no favour in a wide and populous district the duties when conscientiously performed were more than mortal stomach could bear unharmed even though the paunch were like that of falstaff which dick's was not and leaving out of account the temptations which beset such an official dick took to ale-tasting as a jest though he performed his duties with an imperturbable gravity that enhanced the fun of the situation 
Keen as was his taste for ale, he had a keener relish for the humour of the position. Alas, it was joking perilously near to the edge of a precipice. The last of the ale-tasters died, a martyr to duty, on the 10th day of October, 1876. Sic itur ad astra. End of chapter 2